Do you consider yourself more of a legalist or a relativist? More of a moralist or a hedonist? Do you spend much energy gauging how well you are doing, or are you just not apt to be too concerned about that? Now, this is Thursday, September 28th. We're continuing our study entitled The Gospel And. Now, the Jewish people, on the whole, were very dialed into laws, rules, and obligations. At the time of Jesus, a massive movement among the Pharisees developed, and those in the movement spent an inordinate amount of time considering what law actually said. They were exceedingly strict about Sabbath-keeping and tithing, for example. They also had strict rules of association that kept them at a distance from Gentiles and any people they considered unclean. They took immense pride in how faithful and unsoiled they were by the world. But at the same time, Many of the Pharisees believed they had found loopholes in the law allowing them to divorce their wives at will, or to keep them from supporting and taking care of their parents if their parents were in need. You see, there was significant strictness about the law, but also many areas where there was an underlying hypocrisy as well. Now here's our scripture passage for today, Galatians chapter 2, verse 14. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas, that's Peter, in front of them all, you are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? Now we learned that when Paul caught Peter in his hypocrisy, he challenged Peter on the basis of the gospel. Normally, a Jewish teacher like Paul would refer Peter back to the law. But no, Paul had learned the gospel himself. He had been a faithful Pharisee at the highest ranks of leadership among the Jewish people when Jesus confronted him. And this changed everything for Paul. He began to see that his only hope for life with God was not in more faithful law-keeping, but only through Jesus. On this basis, everything in Paul's life began to change. He began to reorient his life to set it in line with the truth of the gospel. Again, previously Paul had attempted to align his life with the law of God. But this proved impossible for him. He could never meet the law's demands. Even as devoted as he was, there was just no way to measure up. Doing the law feels like trying to get everything into a suitcase when there's just too much to pack in. You force clothes in on one side and you find they've come poking out on the other side. The Lord God knew this when he gave the people of Israel his law. That's why from the start, he gave them a means of sacrificing, of making amends, cleaning the slate. On Sunday, we looked at this wonderful story of forgiveness from the actor Robert Downey Jr. A few years back, he was given an American Cinema Award, and when he was told about this honor, he asked if the presenter of the award could be his friend Mel Gibson. Now, this was a big ask, considering the fact that recordings of Gibson raging and using anti-Semitic remarks had just recently gone public and that he had also been charged with hitting his girlfriend. His life was out of control, and his career seemed like it could end. But Downey stepped in, 
stepped forward to plead for his friend. Before Gibson could present the award that evening, Downey went to the microphone. He said, When I couldn't get sober, he told me not to give up hope and encourage me to find my faith rooted in forgiveness. And I couldn't get hired, so he cast me in the lead of a movie that was actually developed for him. He kept a roof over my head and food on the table. You see, Downey's career had crashed as well. Addiction had gotten the best of him, and at that point, Gibson told him about grace. He told him that it was not the end and that he could find forgiveness. Downey went on that evening. He said, all that he asked is that someday I help the next guy in the same way. It's reasonable to assume that at the time he didn't imagine the next guy would be him or that someday would be tonight. I would ask that you join me in forgiving my friend and offering him the same clean slate you gave me. Wow, now that's grace. Here were two broken men that had been forgiven. First Gibson had helped Downey find forgiveness, and then the tables were turned. Gibson needed forgiveness in just the same way. It made me wonder what might have happened all those years ago if the Apostle Peter had felt this way. You remember the forgiveness given him by Jesus? Yes, Peter denied Jesus three times on the night Jesus was arrested and mistreated. But after the resurrection, Jesus made a point to forgive Peter for his weakness and failure. Now imagine if instead of refusing to eat with Gentile believers in Jesus, because his Jewish friends had showed up in Antioch, Peter stood up for them, put his arm around them, and told his friends that they were saved by grace in the same way he was. He wasn't saved because he followed the Jewish law. He was saved because Jesus loved him and died for him. Now that would be an apostolic move for sure. The good news is that Peter took the challenge that Paul made very well. Indeed, later when the leaders and elders of the church in Jerusalem heard about the way the gospel had gone to the Gentiles, Peter threw his support behind them. Now as we think about this, we can also look for those places where the power and beauty of the gospel can be seen around us. We can consider how we can put it on display by living our lives in line with the gospel. Let's pray. God of grace and truth, teach us your ways. Enable us to see your gospel alive today in us and help us to live from your grace in all things. For we pray in your name. Amen.